New Yorker recently published a piece on Nepo babies in Hollywood, kids who, because of their famous parents, get to enjoy immediate success in the industry. We all may scoff at it, jeer the rich, and enjoy watching videos outing these kids as spoiled brats with an undeserving sense of self-accomplishment, but we really need to take a long, hard look in the mirror at ourselves because we consent to this in our daily lives. All that's true about these Nepo babies, but it isn't just in Hollywood alone. Look around. It's everywhere in life. Business, religion, the halls of high school. In fact, we may say that we detest it, but we actually vote for it. Just take a glance at politics. It's no different. Something about the Nepo baby, I guess, just makes it easier for stupid Americans to cast a ballot. Who should I vote for? Well, I'm too busy watching the Kardashians and getting into fights on social media with my political opponent to read anything. I know, I'll just vote for more of the same. But listen up, folks. Democracy isn't a can of green beans. You can't pick the name brand and think it's automatically better. You're probably just getting ripped off. And while you're at it, letting someone else who puts in the work has the knowledge, the hard knocks, the life experiences, and merit actually get sidelined. Don't ever ask why good people don't participate in politics. They're there. You just ignore them. Let's take a review of some of the most high-profile political Nepo babies that we've had. Let's start with the Adams family. No, not them. John Adams, the founding father, vice president to George Washington. Well, he eventually became the second president of the United States. And those are some pretty great building blocks for his son, John Quincy Adams, who would go on to be the eighth U.S. president. His son, Charles Adams, would go on to serve in the Massachusetts House of Representatives and even run for vice president. His son, John Quincy Adams II, would serve in the same state house and run for governor. The Harrisons started off in the Virginia House of Burgesses. Benjamin Harrison V was a founding father. His son, William Henry Harrison, was the ninth president. Although only president for a month before he died, it was enough to secure the family's place in politics. His son, John Scott Harrison, was a congressman from Ohio. Then his son, Benjamin Harrison, would be the 23rd president of the United States. His grandson would become a representative from Wyoming. Teddy Roosevelt was the 26th president. 31 years later, his cousin Franklin D. Roosevelt would become the 32nd president. FDR's wife, Eleanor, would go on to become the first U.S. representative to the United Nations. Her two sons would then go on to serve in the House of Representatives in the 90s. The Bush family is like the Adams family. Both a father and a son became president. George H.W. Bush was a congressman, diplomat, CIA director, vice president to Reagan, and finally the 41st president in 1988. His son, George W. Bush, would become governor of Texas. Just 12 years after his dad, he too would become the 43rd president. The other son, Jeb Bush, was governor of Florida. He tried to become president in 2016, but was quickly eliminated after failing to overcome the title of low-energy Jeb. Jeb's son is also in politics, serving as the Texas land commissioner. In between Teddy and FDR, William Howard Taft would become the 27th president. He came from a prominent Cincinnati family. Along the way to Pennsylvania Avenue, he was the U.S. Secretary of War. After the White House, he was appointed to the Supreme Court. His son, Robert A. Taft, was a U.S. Senator and three-time Republican candidate for president. His son, Robert Taft Jr., was a congressman. Other Tafts went on to become governors in Ohio and Rhode Island. Don't forget about the Kennedys. 
the patriarch of the family, Patrick Joseph Kennedy, who was the first one to hold office when he was elected to the Massachusetts State House in 1884. To this day, nearly 140 years later, the Kennedys are still serving in American politics. They've been senators, representatives, and ambassadors. Most notably, John F. Kennedy became the 35th president. In case you're counting, four families gave us eight presidents, the Adams, Harrisons, Roosevelts, and Bushes. If you throw in the Tafts and Kennedys, that means that powerful, dynastic families gave us one in five U.S. presidents. Maybe that's why our country blows so much these days. Not a whole lot of diversity in ideas. It's just the same good old boy network, group of families, same type of people, running the same crappy government year after year. Now, dynasties have thrived outside of the White House as well. Let's look at some regional Nepo babies. Mario Cuomo was governor of New York. Then his son, Andrew Cuomo, was governor. The Udall family has ruled the American West for a century. They assumed power in Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Oregon. George Romney was governor of Michigan in the 70s. His son would eventually become governor of Massachusetts and senator of Utah. He also ran a failed bid for president in 2012. We know him as Mitt Romney. His niece, Rona Romney McDaniel, is chair of the RNC. In the 60s, Nelson Rockefeller became the governor of New York and then was Gerald Ford's vice president in the 70s. His brother Winthrop was governor of Arkansas, and their nephew Jay Rockefeller was the U.S. senator from West Virginia. The most recent regional dynasty comes from Arkansas. Mike Huckabee was governor for more than a decade. Now his daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, was just sworn in as governor of the same state. This was, of course, after she traded her name to be Trump's press secretary at the ripe age of 34. It's not cute, it's sad. Politicians are running the government, brokering deals and writing legislation. Yet, we treat them like a mascot. Just because you liked one guy doesn't mean you'll like his son or daughter. We have to be more than a nepotistic society. It's even more of a disappointment coming from conservatives. Everything is about capitalism and facts over feelings and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, don't be a snowflake, work hard, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, they fall prey to nepotism too. Anything to win an election. Believe me, the Nepo babies never pulled themselves up from their bootstraps. They were resting comfortably in Gucci slides. They didn't work hard because their daddy was their boss. No one ever hurt their feelings with rejection. Capitalism is great, but when your daddy intervenes for you in the interview, that's okay too. And feelings become better than facts when your resume is empty and unimpressive without your surname. And sure, there are liberal snowflakes, but you being some rich prick conservative getting on with your life because of who your daddy is makes you a snowflake too. Laugh at their safe space, but you have a safe space for you to get employed. The most significant point of privilege that exists is the power of the last name. So complain about their privilege rants all you want, but you just handed a victory to the liberals. White privilege? Screw that. Daddy privilege is where it is. Congratulations, conservatives. You have just checkmated yourselves. But don't worry. I'm sure all these connected, multi-generation, bred bureaucrats know what they're doing. Sarah Huckabee Sanders admitted in the Mueller investigation to lying on the job. 
As press secretary, she didn't affect policy. That role was merely a spokesperson role. Repeat what the president says, do his bidding, smack a few libs, that's it. Why the f would you need to lie? It's not like you were trying to pass legislation in Congress and thought the ends justified the means. You lied just to score a debate point with press buffoons on the left. But I'm sure that someone like that wouldn't be so incompetent to actually execute the office of governor in a poor manner, would they? Wait, she did just start banning words in executive orders because that's what's important right now, not inflation. And as much as I like Rand Paul, that's a Nepo baby too. From ophthalmologist to senator, <laughs> that's quite a leap. Matt Gates may be a MAGA hero, but he's a big Nepo baby from Florida politics. What about the way the Trump family is grifting for more money and power? For the love of God, let's not elect the whole family out of allegiance to Daddy Trump. There is one Donald Trump. That's it. His kids will never be him, so let's not try to see if we can make that happen. Why don't you turn on conservative talk news and radio? Hello, Fox News. Tucker Carlson, rich Nepo baby. Will Peter Ducey stand up? Your daddy is an anchor. Been one for years there. You didn't earn that role, and it shows. I bet that was a real hard interview for you, little Peter. You act like an entitled brat running a school newspaper. It's the press secretary and an official government briefing. Not a time to score popularity points for wrecking liberals. It's the one time I agreed with Biden. What a son of a b Don't ever get me going on Meghan McCain. Only claim to fame is that Daddy was a multiple-time loser for president. Her other View co-host, Abby Hansman, her dad was the governor of Utah. I could go on and on, but you get the picture. And if you don't, just Google the top people on your side of the aisle. Pundits, politicians, writers, authors, columnists, whatever. You'll find they had an unfair advantage somewhere along the way. These people couldn't qualify for an entry-level position, but they get right into the family business because their dad is the top of the ticket. Use that nice title and then spin it into a better job and tell yourself you earned it. Meanwhile, you're working a nine-to-five that you actually had to get on your own. Remember that old adage, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump too? Well, stop using that excuse that everyone is going to vote for them anyway, so you have to join in. Use your vote to do the right thing. If people started doing that, then maybe we would get better people, a better government. Stop circling the drain with your vote for Nepo babies. Just because that's what you have to do to serve your party, it's a weak argument. Lose the occasional election on your side of the aisle and make it more pure. Send a message to your party leaders that they better start giving you better nominees or you will kamikaze the whole cause. So let's stop falling for all this whirlwind spending on the recycled names that the party leaders pimp out. We can do better in 2024. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Rumble, and Instagram.